I don't think I've ever seen you this like. Well, managing five projects at once whilst trying to organize two other people, it's like my brain is like, how can you be like this? But I mean, everyone functions differently. Some just very inefficiently. As cool. as Jordan Peterson said uh, about writing, it's harder to mark a bad essay than it is a good essay. It's hard to organize someone that isn't organized. Right. So do with me. One, you have a calendar that you use. Two, I mean, yes. You I know can... what you know what task management is. Like you True. know it's a thing. <laughs> you you also There have... are people who don't know sorry, no, whoa, whoa, whoa. there are people who don't know that task management is a thing. No comment. <laughs> um and yeah, and you you have a place to store stuff other than your head. Yes, that that's because my head is completely inefficient at storing things. Precisely. So you that's don't right. have you don't have multicolored post-it notes all over a, an office space with with notes in notepads that are like lost underneath desks, uh, and then scribbles that are also in notepads that don't relate to anything because we're going to cut what they were out. doing. <laughs> no, so we're no, we're going to keep it in. Okay, all right. No, no one knows. <laughs> all right, cool. All right, yeah. So, what we're we talking about today? Uh, well, you, you were talking about your um, obsidian questions. Ah, yes, yes. So, uh, Danny yeah, and I... That, that uh, right there, that right there is a perfect example of what I've been doing for the last three days. Having a conversation, someone in the conversation, whoever it was, like within multiple people, derails it. And then everyone looks around and goes, what are we talking about? And then there's me going, right, we were talking about this. I've, last three days, That's that's what I've been doing. And you've just done the exact same thing. I'm like, am I the only person that can remember where we started? Uh, yeah. I mean, no, I could remember, but I just wanted to be prompted. Can I remember? Who knows? My brain. But yes, so what we're talking about today is, so for people who don't know, I don't know whether we've even publicly or said anything really about it, because we're still figuring out the bits and pieces of it. Logistics. Um, the logistical logistics of it. Uh, me and Danny have basically combined our research and Danny our... and I, come on. No. It's the other person and then and I, that, that's grammatically correct. I don't, don't care. Don't say me and that. Yeah, me and Danny. Um, don't say me and John, I say John and I. God. I, I, wow, someone's on edge. Do you, do you need to cover? <laughs> I know, I, it's, it's because I'm like... This is what I'm like halfway through my day. Normally you see me at the beginning of the day where my brain is like, oh, okay, we're just building up. We're getting into things. I'm halfway through my day, almost. Well, I'm not. I'm like two hours in, which is like not even the end of the first quarter because I work so many hours. But yeah, so my brain is like, full. Like I'm, I'm on, I'm working. And this is what I'm like when I'm in my research, which is why people are like, oh, how can you be so productive? I'm like, because I just work. Anyway, carry on. I have so many, right, well, I'm going to put a pin in that one because I'm one of the research questions that I have, I'm going to play with later. But um, yeah, so me and Danny have combined our research. <laughs> okay, fine. Danny and I have combined our research into one vault. So basically, I think you've taken all of your sources out and I've taken 
almost all of my sources out. There are a few things that need cleaning up in my vault because it's a mess. Um, and we have bought them into one obsidian vault, which is cool and fun. Um, and basically, whenever either one of us is doing research, we work within that vault. We bring all our sources in. We do all of that stuff. What? I'm curious because mm. at the beginning of the week, I did a bit of a research dive into one of the projects that I'm working on. Mm-hmm. When you opened up the vault, how was that? Because obviously it will have synced all of my files. Honestly, when was that? The beginning of the week. Remember. So whenever you went into Obsidian after my big thing. Yeah, honestly, I didn't really notice. It didn't really get in the way of me doing my thing. Interesting. Because, I mean, I'm not going to exaggerate here. I added about 120 files. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, <laughs> my files, I, I don't add 120. My, um, at the moment, my research is still quite low on the priority list because mm. of life. But I can tell you the exact number. It was 116. Yeah. Yeah, no, uh, the only time I kind of really saw it was when I went into the recent files, and then that was a bit nuts. Um, which was funny. Your recent files? Hmm. Why does it come up in your recent Some of files? your stuff came up. Same with in when I tried to add a link to a page. Some of your stuff came up in that as well. That must be something with the plugin. Obviously, the plugin probably isn't used to two people being very mm. active in one vault. So the plugin's like, hey, yeah. what's going on? Um, yeah. So it showed both of our stuff in there. But yeah, um, and most of it right now, like I'm not deep in there. I did a little bit of stuff. I started planning out some stuff I want to research, um, which I'm quite excited about. But what we were talking about before, uh, one of the things that motivate me most with research is questions. When I have a question or a curiosity, uh, maybe that's a more accurate term rather than a question, because sometimes it's not a question, it's just something I'm curious about. Um, I create a, a project and put the questions in there. And I have um task plugin with the questions status and i like the question status and the design of the question status and i made it look pretty and etc etc because that matters um and so this means that often when i'm working on things um i'm adding questions as i go that i have as i'm so i don't disrupt the flow of what i'm trying to do because otherwise i i never get because <laughs> i'm constantly going back and forth um but one of the things that i was thinking about trying today um, is taking all the questions out of the projects and putting them on my dashboard because then I'm like, oh, that's a cool thing. Oh, that's a cool question. And and jumping into the, you're right there. You, you're I want to the shout thing. at you. I want to Good. shout at you. Cool. All right. I'm really intrigued already. Okay. I'm, I'm going to share screen. Yeah. I'm going to share like your vault. Is that all right? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Okay. It's not the cleanest of vaults. Right. This is dashboard. Yeah. Yes. Why no in here? Uh, because I hadn't put it in there. Because I ran out of time. I ran out of time, boy. I've done it. It, it was it was that it was that simple. Okay, I, fine. I didn't have the cognitive load enough to do it. Then. Oh, don't you dare start with that cognitive load rubbish. <laughs> I hadn't done it yet. I was more interested in so I don't know whether I'm allowed to say this publicly, but we'll just find out. Um. I was, uh, someone was asking for some stuff for a, a local paper around ChatGPT. And so for me, I just put all of my thoughts inside of here. Are you enjoying yourself? 
Yeah, yeah, you, you carry on. You enjoying cleaning up my vault? Are you having fun there? Yes, yes, I am. I just love how you are assuming that I want to copy you. Uh, it, no, no, it's it's for my own benefit. Because, ah, yeah. Okay, thanks. I'll delete it later, that's fine. Yeah, you can do delete it later. I'm just like, oh, what's John doing? I haven't got a clue. Let's just uh, do something quick. <laughs> also, the fun thing is that my sources are all from the same date. Because, of course, I've just moved them over. Hold up, that looks like my... Yeah, it's the same, the same thing. It's the same, it's the same source, it's just your version of the source. Ah, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah, I thought that would be really valuable. By having my version of the sources, you'll see my notes and what I've done. I've also beautifully made my um, Zotero template marginally different to yours. Um, so. Oh, have you now? Yeah. It's not a big deal different. Oh. I've just used a bit of code. So I have the PDF link and then the URL, and I have one or the other. Uh, I'll just bring up my one for reference so everyone can see the difference. So that's and what I found is often there was no years and it kept throwing an error, so I fixed the error. Yeah, I haven't actually got around to doing any of that. Oh yeah, <laughs> I, I know you don't really. I mean, I'm not really bothered either, but I like having it come in the way I want it to. So, so basically, if, there's a, so if there is a PDF link, it will link me to the PDF. Um, it, uh, at the bottom, if if it's a URL, it'll link me to the URL, and if it's neither, it won't show either. <clears throat> Okay, yeah, so I just have those ones. I've made yeah, you just easier. have them in there, yeah. I mean, yeah. yours is fine. I just like tweaking and, and seeing. So what, what does this bit do then? So um, if if a date exists, um, then I set the year and then the date and the format, and then end if. And uh -huh. if, if it doesn't, then it doesn't exist. I don't have the date put in there, basically. Well, you still have, you still have year, but no date is input. Uh, no, no date at all. Oh, so there. nothing in that line is input. Nothing in that line exists. So what you've got there is you've got the little, I suppose, the minus sign before the brackets. This is something that I learned recently. The minus sign before the brackets basically causes a carriage return afterwards, so uh... that it, it doesn't it doesn't keep going. And you'll notice down below, in like my PD, if PDF Zotero link, blah blah blah. There's none of that. Basically, oh, you've also got the heading. I've only just noticed. Yeah, and I've got the heading. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, um, I'm going to keep uh, my yeah. own thing, but yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's only really tiny, mm. tiny tweaks. But it's still interesting to see the small differences, especially side mm. by side. Mm. Right. Okay. I'm going to head back to my home. But uh, the the reason I went into yours is when you were saying you have questions. I'm like, curious ideas, other ideas, noodling ideas. Like this oh, is cool. how I'm. Like these are my projects um, mm. because you've got active projects, pause projects, high priority interest. Um, wow! So I... you use your pro your your curiosities are projects still because that's the I... thing that I've been finding. It's like as I'm getting more curious with things and I have more ideas and more thoughts. Like I'm like, oh gosh, do, does that become a project? Because a project seems very uh, almost in, in my head and how I've been processing it for a long time. A project is kind of I'm doing this now. For me, or has been. That's that's kind of why I have like the colors and sort of separation because I still see them as projects because they are future projects. Mm. I just haven't like started. I have mm. started because I have previous knowledge and prior information that I can put into the context, but I haven't done tasks, actions to move the project to whatever end I feel is necessary. Yeah. So I have them as projects. But when I'm going through it, I'm like, actually, that should be split up. So, for example, the building a second brain project that I have, yeah. um, I actually combined 
three projects together because they were all under the same story. That was that's the thing that I'm obviously my three projects were originally autism and me, um, AI and generative content and ecological dynamics and dynamical systems in business. And all three of those, they've been split up a little bit. And all of those three projects, as I was looking at them going, well, shit, this is never going to get done because <laughs> it's just so vast of a topic. And so for me, I'm like, OK, okay those are like and I actually created a separate um a category for it which said like um and it's like content bucket because those are kind of the things that i'm interested in i'm really interested in ai and generative content and how it works and all the little nitty-gritty details of that i'm really interested in obviously autism because it's my own thing but also it has real business implications because a lot of the people i work with have some form of neurodiversity and then i love ecological dynamics and what's 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 the face i just realized i went onto your classes to then have a look at your class but because inside of my metadata menu i don't have your classes set as a folder so i can't click on the icon i actually have to read all the gobbledygook in the page do you want me to do you want me to share my screen and share my gobbledygook <laughs> well you, yeah. you can actually you can make it look like sense i i mean i'm trying to like isolate the words um so yeah, I have my status the same, kind of exactly the same as you. I just used yours because they were really good. And it makes sense for both of us to use similar statuses in my head as a first starting point. So mm -hmm. statuses, idea, reset, script, produce, edit, paused, other. Um, and then I obviously have the dumb boolean. And then I have the priorities, high, interesting, medium, curious. I do have your curious. I didn't think about that before, but that's actually quite a thing that I'm quite curious about. Uh, and then... <laughs> so the the way I treat that is high, medium, and low are like the the defaults. Um, yeah. But sometimes I have uh, high priority tasks that I'm I'm not going to act on, but I'm really interested in them, which is why mm. I've got the interesting. So it's like it's high priority, but it's like really interesting. I don't really have anything to start on yet. And then yeah. medium is this is like the same sort of thing. Like this is a medium priority, but I I have no idea where this is going. So I'm just curious about the thing. Hence, curious. And then low because it's it's a thing, but yeah. Yeah, so SEO research is my um, low right now. <laughs> I got it because of the AI generative stuff. And then I'm like, I don't care. I don't want to be diving too far into SEO because I hate SEO. It's boring. So for people who don't know, search engine optimization. It's very boring and very dull. I got um, quite a few of them. I'm like, I mean, this has come across me and maybe I'll get a perspective in another project. They'll be like, oh, this is really cool, which is why it's in there. But it's low. Like, I I don't care. <laughs> yeah and so what i do have i'm not sure whether it's uh transferred over to here yeah it's not um <clears throat> i did set up yeah it's not here yet. it's on my other device um i did set up having uh style settings to actually change the colors mm. that's not style settings it's the other one this it begins with that so i can see it supercharged links that's the one supercharged links so it changes the color of the text and i figured out that i can change the color of one based on the priority and then the icon before of the other so i can have a port so for example here i can have a a research high project and the high would change the color and the status would give it the icon um which i quite liked so i had that in there um <clears throat> and then i have low low priority projects basically go invisible um yeah that makes sense so then, uh, if so you then i don't see them if you stop sharing, I can show people an example of the supercharged That'd links, good, yeah. mm. um, so they can actually like see what we're talking about. So I use supercharged links here. So the book actually, uh, 
the scroll is a source, mm. the book is a project, uh, and then the tick is a project that I've completed. So the end of writers oh, yeah. is nice. a writing project that I complete. Um, uh, actually, these queries might be interesting to some people. This is a projects link query. I just so, saw that. I was like, oh, <laughs> so in, inside of the end of writers project, I have hmm. linked to these projects, but these oh. projects aren't done. So these are like projects Ooh. that I've related to that I need to work on first. So it sort of like adds a sort of priority. And then I've also got stick some priority in there. But yeah. So oh, it's I like a, yeah, because that was a secondary project that... inbox. <laughs> yeah, I might go play with that later that's another thing that i've been looking at I, i'm really enjoying this kind of collaborative thing i did take a peek at your some of your research as well i was like oh yeah that's an interesting piece of research let me go grab it myself that's what i've been doing a lot of it is like not been using your research notes but like oh danny found this research that's fascinating let me add that into mine and then take my own like thing of it in zotero and i've been mm. enjoying that and you reminded me of a, something that i had already watched and i was like oh fascinating <laughs> so yeah, it, it's been really enjoyable just to see how your brain works on the other side. I have, I, interestingly, I haven't used it as much as I thought I would so far. I, I've had I a little bit of peak here and there, but as we both do more, you'll never, it's unlikely you'll use my research because you have a, a lot more time with research than I do at, currently. I, I reckon I'll use your research because you have a different perspective on the topic I'm talking about. Like when I'm working on a project, I'm going in one direction. You will inevitably go in a different direction. Yeah. And sometimes my time is going to be spent in other places. So mm. where you carry on, I may either shift project or shift focus for whatever reason. So I can then go, oh, where did you get to in that? And then vice versa. Yeah. And that's where, because you started doing the end of writers. Um, and I used kind of some of the references from that. I was like, I read your end of writers article um, and watched the video. I was like, yeah, that's really cool. I quite like that. Um, <clears throat> lots of questions were asked. Lots of things were kind of pinging in my head. And then I was asked to talk talk about ChatGPT. And I'm like, all right, let's go play and just get my ideas down really quickly and then go from there. Um, and that was really interesting to go and look at your research and go, oh, that's where you went. OK, that's the information you gathered. And I found some really nice educational stuff. And I was like, oh, that's really cool how I think it was either you or me. I don't remember. But there was a I don't even know whether it's a paper at all, but it was someone who's actually using AI in learning and as a kind of tool for helping kids deepen their understanding by questioning the ai and i'm like yes it was that's what i do <laughs> that's what i do with my business stuff i i get the ai to help it was a blog but yeah blog i, I, re remember, I remember reading the highlight in zotero so i'm like yeah. oh yeah it was paper but it, i know it was it was a blog it was a blog on the educational something or other uh website where essentially yeah. loads of academics are like this is the worst thing that's ever happened to academia and then the people that understand tech said, well, actually, no, it's really helpful. <laughs> yeah. And that's kind of my can be really helpful. Yeah. Yeah. So it was fun to look through that and kind of explore and see. I'm looking forward to being able to sit down and get back into <laughs> research mode again. Once things have things are starting to slowly emerge. Um I guess something, I, I, this is a little bit of reflection, like 
I've done reflection on the video that I did, the um, the end of writers video. I'm reading through it, reading through the article. I said this in a, a video, but my videos are taking a bit of a step back from other uh, priorities. And I said this in the video, which may not come out for like a month, who knows when, uh, because I'm not happy with the way the video is. It's kind of like during the creation of the video, I realized that I didn't want to make the video the way I've made it. So I'm like, do I scrap it and start again? Or do I post this and then post another one that's kind of the same thing? Like, not sure. Um, but during the writing process of the the writers, I learned loads of stuff about my process. As you sort of saw in the video, as you go through, there were other parts that I just didn't recall because I was just so engrossed in writing. Uh, but reading it back, I'm like, this reads like a list of sources where someone cares it about does. what it. Yeah. Someone cares about what's going on, but I'm not telling a story of mm. the the project. I'm telling a story of my research. If that makes sense. So if you're yeah. in, if you're interested in the research, then you'll read the blog or the article whatever you want to call it but if you're interested in the story mm. you sort of get lost because i'm talking about my research though like well, the way that i received it was it was a it was a re it was all of your research formatted in a way that was readable it wasn't there was no story to it that i didn't really get much of danny in it that's what I was going to say. My voice yeah, isn't there. There wasn't. There was no voice of you, which I thought was l lacking a little bit in your story. And it was great for me because I was just like, "Oh, research! Oh, research! Oh, research!" It suited my purpose, but in terms of like the Danniness of it, it wasn't there. Which is something that I I reflected on on myself. Of like, okay, so um, on the project that I was doing recently that I'm working on right now is around like AI and its future in business and whether it's actually going to be this revolutionary thing that's going to happen or whether it's just going to become another thing that we, that just dies down. And I've been doing loads of fascinating research into that, reading a book because I like books um, <clears throat> and then grabbing the resources afterwards. Um, and one thing I did first was dump my own just raw thoughts down um, which I did audibly because that's how I work best. And then I used ChatGPT to translate most of it and then changed it up for, for myself. Um, and that, of course, is going to go in, in the information because one of the things that for me has been a big struggle, it's translating. I know what I have to say and I have that knowledge of my own knowledge. But being able to format that in a digestible way is quite tricky. Mm. And so for me, what I'm using is ChatGPT to take that, take my rambles, organize it, and then review what it's actually doing. Like, what are you doing here? How have you, and I, I ask it and it tells me step by step what it's done. Um, because I'm interested to understand the process mm. as well as the actual result, because I find that fascinating. Yeah, something that I realized when I was going through, uh, sort of like going through the video is, uh, I think I, I I think I recorded like in that corner. I can remember it, like me saying it. I was like, I need to rant more in my writing. <laughs> yes, I, I I have a voice. I have an opinion. I have a perspective. But because in academia you're not allowed, or you're not really supposed to do that. You're not really supposed to say, I disagree with this because of blah blah blah. You you create your argument through the evidence which is the way you'd write in academia, which is how I've written most of the things that I have done in the past. And I was like, actually, no, I need to be more, not necessarily controversial, but like, I don't like this. Opinionated. <laughs> yeah. Opinionated. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, and it's not bad writing because academics do it as well. It's just the academics that do it typically have loads of years of research and have that credibility to do it with, um, which is what the, I can't remember the guy's name, the guy, the lecturer from Chicago, the one that I actually like showed in the video, he was hmm. talking about like um, how people share a perspective. They they argue against something. They share their valuable point of view from their experience using evidence to back it up. And they basically say, you're wrong because, and because I've never been someone to write in publications for academia i've only written mainly for essays i I realized my on reflection was like actually you know what i need to be more ranty i need to share my voice Uh, i need to say why how where i disagree with views and things which is like my so the active project as you all have seen uh in my canvas is building a second brain (laughs) i can't wait for that one but but that's what i mean like i'm halfway through well I've actually written it. I'm like doing the concluding thoughts bit. Um, and I'm like, I just want to rant. <laughs> That's what I've been like. I I, I have that as my first port, port of call because it's the thing I have already as almost a research. Part, like that's part of my research is what are my thoughts? What do I think about this? What's important? What's not? Like, why do I care? So my question to you is... Yeah, because the, the way I've done building a second brain, because I've I, the, the ASB article is I had questions, like my own thoughts and questions, put them in the top of the section and then sort of argued both sides of those. Are you having a look mm. through the thing? I am, yeah. Yeah. Um, you can share the screen if you want. Uh, yeah, so I sort of put my question slash point at the top of it. Um, obviously, it's now written, so it's a little bit more formatted. Um and as I was going through, I was like, it's good, but I just want to, I just want to rant. Like, I just want to scream and shout and, and and let it all out <laughs> sort of thing. But I know I also Ooh, need to I be... like that. I like that question. <laughs> like, this, this is not even a question, but it's a statement. Yeah. I like that beyond what we can figure out on our own. I, I have so many thoughts on that one. But that's what I mean. I was like, I just want to talk about this, but... I'm like, but I still need to explain what BASB is to the people that don't know sort of thing. Um, this is what I would class as a second draft. Like I've done the first draft I'm going through. I think the last heading section is like where I'm at at the moment. Yeah, you can see some of the references. Uh, <laughs> so if you go to, yeah, I was going to say, go either to the reading view or go to the outline. You'll be able to scroll past some of the stuff. Um but there's bits in there where if you're familiar with BASB, you'd be like, okay, interesting. If you're not, you'd be like, mm, okay, that's cool. You see there, I've linked to systems theory. And I was like, uh, let's not go down that tangent. Uh, <laughs> that will appear that's always my problem right now is because I'm like, oh, this links to this. And I'm like, oh, we are going to be here all day. But systems theory, when this BASB is done, systems theory as a page will appear in my project inbox because it's linked in here. Mm. So I'm like, oh yeah, let's work on that one because I know it's already related to something I've written about. Uh, yeah. So as you as you're sort of scrolling down, you can sort of see how it's it's more me. It is, but, I, but definitely I'm, more you. <laughs> but I'm still holding back, and I'm like trying to find that balance of me sharing me, whilst also being. 
I don't want to say respectful, but it's the only word I can think of right now. Uh, respectful of the sources and information that's out there. Like, where, where is that balance? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I think that is a personal. That is. Oh, there you go. That's where I got to. So yeah. that's that's the first draft. That's like what the first draft looks like. <laughs> of me having a point, point, and then references underneath it. I find that interesting. I like how differently we work, because like if we look at mine, I'm I'm going straight in. Mm. Uh, this is going to become probably more of a source note because this was research for um, a workshop that I ran, which is I think is actually in here. Um, and obviously there are things that are not there, yes. but whatever. But I'm really like, this is how I started. So this came directly from um, ChatGPT, hence why it said, I hate tables in Markdown. I just hate tables in Markdown, but it's a really nice way of viewing things. Um, so this is where I just spoke. You, you know what Advanced Tables does, the plugin, right? I have Advanced Tables. I didn't see... I hated how it just went all out of alignment and it stressed me out and I just didn't like it. So. Yeah, that's what Smart Tables does. Uh, Advanced smart Tables. Table. Advanced Tables. Yeah, it didn't for me. It did? Mm, okay. Uh, well, I probably didn't use it properly. But yeah, so yeah, I, I had... Like... I, 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 the reason I don't use Tables is because I use a Canvas. <laughs> Oh yeah, absolutely. And I can't embed a canvas yet. Why would you need to embed it? Because I want it within the document to be able to see it. Okay. I, I use a canvas as like, so I, I have a workspace. I'll have the writing on the left side and the canvas on the right side. And the yeah. canvas essentially replicates the writing just in an overview. And then obviously, because the canvas has links, you can then link to a heading or embed the heading or do whatever. So, but yeah. Okay. But yeah, so I was already kind of writing things. And some of this is kind of like, this is me going, I need to continue this. This isn't done yet because um, I wanted that. And for people who don't know what I'm doing, that's just CSS because I wanted it to look slightly different to grab my attention. Do you want and to then I've got... click, the, click the down button just go onto the thing so they can see it? Because some people may be like, oh, what's the CSS? Oh, no, I've got the CSS inside of... Oh, uh, in... Are you talking like a plugin or? I think it's task snippet. Right. Okay. Because I know I there's a, like a, an icon thingy one as well. So yeah. So I have all these tasks and then I have a a yummy little style yeah. thing. Actually, that could be something oh, useful. Oh, there you go. Nice. Yeah. That could be something useful for people uh, curious about the collaborative vault side of things. So do you want to go into your sync share uh, share settings for the moment? It, it, it was literally right there <laughs> in the sync core plugin. Yeah, yeah. Scroll down. Um. So so everyone will be able to see. Like I have the same settings. So yeah. we're syncing images and audio. We're not mm -hmm. syncing videos, PDFs, and all other types because we don't need all the other file types. Like he doesn't need my uh, CSL file for citations. He doesn't need my bib file. Like if doesn't need it. Uh, and the same, I don't need his CSS either. And then when it comes to the vault configuration, we've left that completely blank because John can have his own entire vault. Like, yeah. He has plugins I don't have. I have plugins. Actually, I don't think I have plugins that you don't have. Uh, yeah, I have a couple plugins that you don't have. Um, but it means that we can work completely differently, but in the same place. Yeah, it's nice. I like. I really do quite like that. 
Uh, and w- when I pitched the idea to John, uh, you listeners may be aware, but uh, I used the analogy of a, a Minecraft server. You have hmm. a Minecraft private server and then a Minecraft multiplayer server. And essentially, we're playing on a multiplayer server with mm-hmm. our own, like in Minecraft, it would be an add-on, but in here it's a plugin. We're playing with our own plugins. Uh, and that's that's why it's just so much fun. <laughs> it is. It is very much fun. It is. The only thing that I find, because I work from multiple devices and do research from two devices, I've had to be, like, like for example, I said I had, um, not style settings, but the other one. I don't have that in here. Supercharged Linux. Yeah, I don't have supercharged links, even though I use supercharged links. But that is an easy fix for me. Yeah. But I don't use it on my mobile because I just see no bloody point because I never would use it on my mobile. Uh, whereas I will use it in... That could be something interesting yeah. that people mm. may... I, I Actually, um, if you stop sharing, I'll share my screen um, so people can see the plugins that I'm using just if, they're, if they are interested. Um, but yeah, so the... Uh, there you go. The stuff with my vaults, I'm going to do a video about this probably uh, later today and then put it out at some point, either tomorrow or next week, uh, about my vault setup, because I now have three vaults, technically four, if you count the course as a vault. Um, and I'm going, like, I'm, I'm using vaults for different things now, and I'm realizing that some of the vaults I don't actually need on some devices. So I have a laptop. And on my laptop, I had all of the vaults. I actually don't need the Vaultcraft on there because I'm never in Vaultcraft on there. I'm in Vaultcraft on my PC or on my phone. Mm. Uh, And then I'm never on my uh, personal one on my phone because it either goes to the work or Vaultcraft. So I'm like, okay, well, I don't need that there. And then on my computer, I don't need my work one because... I don't do work on my computer because I'm at work. <laughs> so it's like I I have a device with the vaults I need. Uh, I could have all three synced up, but it just uh, just more of a pain <laughs> to like go backwards and forwards to keep everything updated because obviously it is syncing. So if I don't go on one of those vaults on one of those devices for a while because I just don't use it, then I suddenly get this big bulk update. So if I did want to go on it, I'd be like, okay, I need to do all the changes. Um, yeah, that's the thing. Like, I've been one thing with Vault with Voltcraft, especially. I've been more cautious on what plugins I use because, of course, when I go back to my other device, which I do, I use Voltcraft on both devices because um, I do research in the house with the kids, um, which they end up coming to watch because they're like, "Oh, what are you doing? Oh, what's this? Oh, what's that?" Um, and yeah, so getting them, getting brought into Obsidian early. <laughs> oh yeah, hell yeah. Like Aiden already wants to look at Chat GPT and ask it questions. He loves his dot. And interestingly, this is something that I actually experienced. Complete side note and tangent here. Sorry. Um, the stuff that I'm learning about prompt design for Chat GPT works with Alexa. Ah. So one of the things that my my little ones always do is ask the dot. Like when they don't understand something, they ask. And it explains. But for anyone who's ever asked Alexa anything, it gives a freaking essay. Um, but if you ask it to be brief, it will be brief. Uh, and that was quite interesting. Like the more specific you are with the because it's not the same technology, but it's, it is it's still a natural similar language. technology. 
and it works in a similar way. And I found that really fascinating that if you are more specific with your dot, you get a better, uh, your Alexa device, you are more, that uh, you get a better a, a response for the response you're looking for. And that was really interesting to find. Um, yeah. So I was quite intrigued by that. Yeah. Yeah, that is pretty cool. Um, and you, do you want to carry on the conversation that you've guaranteed you've forgotten? Yeah. <laughs> you're talking about obsidian and using voltcraft on different devices yeah so voltcraft on the, i'm i'm much more cautious about what plugins i install because then i've got to go back and install them on the other thank you thank you so much for like apps like admonition and like supercharged links and those who have export functionality <laughs> i tell you what i need it i'm just like yes yes export functionality yes 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 please so I'm curious, when it comes to using different devices, do you use different devices for different things? Or are you doing the same thing on both devices? Pretty much the same thing on both devices. Okay. Yeah, the, the reason I ask is like on my laptop, I won't do fiddly work. Like If I'm on my laptop, I'm just writing. That's all I'm doing. Like, I'm not going to add new ideas or uh, come up. I mean, if something comes up, then I may add it. Um, but most of the time, I'm like, I'm on my laptop. I'm just writing. And when I'm on my phone, I'm listening to a podcast. <laughs> That's all I'm doing. Whereas yeah. if I'm on my PC here, then I'm I'm working. I'm doing everything and anything I could, importing from Zotero, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and I guess I should clarify, when I say I'm on my laptop, I meant like travel laptop. When I'm working on my laptop at work or in a an environment where I'm like, working not playing is how i have it in my head um then yes i'm doing all the other stuff but i don't really like i don't see the device well the laptop's slightly different because i use it for well, i don't use it for, i use the laptop as the dock for the device because then i have screens i like i link the laptop to the screen so it, the laptop becomes the pc sort of thing um mm. so i don't <laughs> At work, I don't see my laptop as a laptop. I see it as a, a docked PC. <laughs> and then when I'm at home, it's just the PC. Whereas when I'm traveling, it's a laptop. That, that's how I have it in my head. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so for me, I don't really go out very much. Social so, life. <laughs> I don't. I mean, my social life is perhaps D&D or magic once a week, which I don't use my devices for. Um, analog. So for me, my laptop is in use when I need to be in with the kids because I'm looking after them. Because like my whole like the way that I used to work, so to speak, um, was I spent most of my day in here and only went in like seven, eight o'clock at night once the kids had kind of said goodnight and they're about to go to bed. What's changed now, like violently changed. I call it violent because it feels it um, is now I'm out of this room by about three well, but maybe actually even earlier, around between one and two, I'm out of this room. I but have that's PM, right? Not AM. PM, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I come in here in the morning and I'm out by one, two o'clock to go and do housework and make sure the house is okay and then go pick up the kids, um, which is which is a different environment that I'm in. And so that means that I still have probably a good, brilliant host of ideas that are in my head, which is why I have my laptop in the other room. But I have noticed, like, I am slowly starting to fall into the the pattern of what's emerging, which is why I'm very interested in, like, 
time blocking. For people who follow me on Twitter, you know I've just done a nice little gathering of like, what the, why? Why do people like time blocking? I hate time blocking. I don't get time blocking. I'm going to argue with you. Let's argue. Have you seen my calendar? Yes, I know it's time blocking. So do you think time blocking is bad? I don't think it's bad. I would I wouldn't call it bad. Because if you're the the issues that you have with time blocking now that you're on Morgan when you put something from the task to the schedule you're time blocking. Because you've blocked out time to do it. And then you can move the task up and down, which just changes the block that, time. That is why I was realizing that's what was emerging. I was like, oh, that's time blocking. Okay. But why? But what I, what I think is different, which I, I was thinking about this while you were talking, is I'm going to rewind and then come back to where I'm at to give some context. I'm trying to explain to someone that has no familiarity with academia about ecological dynamics and how it differs from cognitive psychology, which is drastically different from talking to you over a podcast because they want practical examples. I was using environment as the example, as it's the easiest thing to grasp. This is a different environment. And they started to get hold of it. I'm like, cool, great. And then when you look at time blocking, you think, well, is, isn't that just this way, i.e. the cognitive psychology way of thinking about it? No, it's, the, it's an environment. And, and this is where a conversation that I heard um, Andrew Wilson talk about in a podcast episode uh, on the train. And he was saying that ecological, well, he didn't say it, ecological dynamics, it takes time to learn, takes time to develop. And there's sort of like stages where you go from um, you're learning the new words. So you're still in cognitive psychology. You're learning the new words. You're like, oh, there's this thing over there. Then you have, this is from uh, Stuart Armstrong from Talent Equation for podcast references for other people. Uh, then Stuart said he's translating. Um, I would argue it's actually interpreting but he still thinks in cognitive psychology, but he then interprets that and it's like, oh, actually, no, that would be this in ecological dynamics. So he's like, he thinks about working memory. Wait, no, actually, that's metastable attenuation. So he'll explain it through ED, but he'll think about NIP. And there's mm -hmm. like a, a backwards and forwards. And then when you're like Andrew Wilson and myself, you just think in ED. And when people say stuff you're like, no, that's just stupid. That doesn't make any sense. And you have to like, interpret the way that they think through ip again and I, I had this experience when talking at work because i'm like that's just stupid why would you think that and it's because i'm so ed in my head it's it's like speaking another language it's like when you go from like south england to north england like what words are you saying they don't exist shut up your accent bath Ugh stupid um but then you probably think the same for me saying bath so um but it's no. it's that it, yeah. I, I i just put that accent on i don't actually have that. my accent is i have proper accent i do um i can't see what i mean like like that. <laughs> with time blocking people have this this is how time blocking works there's this popular that is what i'm trying to disc like that was my that was the but there's no problem thing. Th yeah. There's no problem for people to see because what they see is exactly the same thing. It's how you get there that is different. And it's the language that you speak 
How do mm. you show that they're speaking the wrong language if you mm. if the words are the same? And that was the thing. It was interesting. I, I it was a mini social experiment to see how the uh, the productivity people in the world are like saying these things. And it was interesting. Like there were a couple of people who were like, "Yeah, no, this doesn't work for me." And I'm like, "Yep, yeah, cool. I resonate with that. That doesn't make sense." And the way that it, but I always knew that there is some value in what time blocking is. And I was noticing that I was time blocking, but just not in the way that everyone is taught it or how it's promoted on the internet, at least not from my perspective. And so I wanted to understand what people thought of it as well as like, see what people said. And a lot of people were like, oh, well, I just do these things and these things and that thing and this thing. And it's just easy. And I'm like, yeah, for you. But have you considered the alternative? Like for me, I am always considering, like I see all of the views around me. There is my view and all of the views around me. Not quite, but all enough. too encompassing. That's very <laughs> true. Many views, multiple views. Thank you. I see multiple views around me as well as my own, uh, which gets very busy in my brain. Um, <laughs> but being and it was interesting to see some people go well i just use this well you just do it and i'm and one one comment that i got um was along the lines of well i just basically i summarized as well i just do it and i actually asked for clarification and their reply was well i can't explain the psychology of it i'm like why like, that was my instant reply I was like, but yeah. why you're doing something but why and that was the thing that got me and that's got me to my really like I just as I was about to come in today, I was like, oh, that's a really interesting question. Like, how do we actually do things? Because everyone talks about everybody like in the productivity space. Everyone's like, oh, you plan, you do these things and then you go and do them. And no one explains the doing. And that's because the depth requires understanding. But the understanding requires sources and scientific evidence to support the claims you've made, because what you're doing is building an argument. People mm. can't build arguments unless they have an understanding. And most people that are sharing advice online, it's generalized advice with shallow understanding. That's the, the chocolate stuff. Um, and when you want to actually and this, this is where, like, I try to rant, but it's like, how do you rant without being harsh to people? And I'm just going to say F it. Um <laughs> The, the people that share advice don't know themselves how to do the thing. I know lots of creators, both big and small, that talk about productivity advice and all the things under the sun about health, lifestyle, apps, you name it. But you look at their practice and it sucks because they talk it, about it. Mm, but they don't. Mm, and mm, I'm going I'm to use an ED term. Knowledge of, knowledge about. Oh, they know yeah. loads of knowledge of the thing. But they have no idea what it actually looks like in practice because they don't do it. And and this this was something that I experienced recently. Like as we've been going through this like rabbit hole of discovery throughout the podcast and the conversations we've been having, I've like, oh, okay. I understand the productivity advice. I un I have knowledge, sorry, I have knowledge of the productivity stuff. I have knowledge of like ED and dynamical systems and, and not I don't have all of the knowledge, but I have knowledge of. And I have knowledge of what I call starting from you, which is kind of combining those together in a weird, funky way to figure out and allow things to emerge. But am I actually doing it myself? And I got to a conclusion of like, no, I'm not. 
And the reasons why it related to my neurodiversity of masking, because I am a very excitable human being. In fact, we've had comments on the podcast going, oh, your voice is too high and shrill and annoying and he swears too much. I'm like, yeah, because I'm fucking excited. And so I'm like, oh, for a very long time, one of the things that I do to protect myself is mask, because that's, I think we all mask in some form or the other. Um, I'm glad you and said so, that. <laughs> yep, I, I know. And so we all mask in some form or the other, but what I'm doing is getting, is not, not getting rid of the mask, but taking it off a bit more. I'm going to do a little bit of a, uh, a call out to someone. I'm not going to name them because I think most people will know who it is when I start talking about it. Um, but there is a certain creator that's, uh, you may think it's someone, but I'm actually not thinking of the person that you're going to think of. So this is going to be interesting psychology here. Um, there's a creator that's been writing a book. And said creator has spoken about on videos multiple times that they're struggling to write the book. And they've been doing certain things and getting help from people about writing the book. And they have been using, this is where you go, oh, it's not the person I was thinking of. Uh, they've been using ADHD as their crux. As their, I can't do this because of, or I'm struggling to do this because of, or my ADHD is stopping me from doing X, Y, Z. And what made me giggle the most is their solutions were to time block. They didn't say time block, but what, what they were doing was time blocking. And what they were doing was exactly what they tell people to do. And I'm like, hold up a minute. So you had a problem that you're writing about solving and your solution to the problem you were having was doing what you're writing about. I, I'm, I'm sitting here thinking you obviously don't understand what you're not doing. So how can you give advice to people that are just like you if you struggle with exactly what they struggle with? Surely you would have a solution in mind to write about before you write about the thing. Like that that's what I have in my head because I'm like okay if you're writing from a beginner I understand that but if you have the premise in your head that you are going to solve a problem for someone that's just like you but you haven't solved the problem yourself whilst writing the book and then you don't go back and change the book because of the issues that you had whilst writing it surely all you're doing is emphasizing the problem to all the other people that already have the problem so here's a thing from the background of my lovely wonderful thing i was writing a book as you know but i don't think we ever said it here but i was writing a book i stopped writing that book uh one it changed because of you uh, <laughs> and, and the introduction of like uh in the, and the introduction and like understanding of like the science behind what i call ecological psychology is the science behind the way that my brain works because i understand how my brain works but i didn't have any of the back like I didn't have any of the science behind what I knew, which I think we've said before. Mm -hmm. um, and so then when I had that, I, and I thought it was Gestalt, and it, and I know that ecological comes a little bit from Gestalt as well, and there are takes connections. A lot of concepts. Yeah, there are connections between the two. So when Gestalt wasn't enough, I started looking for more. And so the book was going to be around kind of like the Gestalt psychology of it and the connecting of all the blah, 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 blah. But it wasn't enough. And then I realized I wasn't living the book. So I couldn't write about it. And so I stopped writing it until and I, and what I'm doing now, everything that I'm doing now 
is going to go in a book because people are like, you should write a book about this. You should. I'm like, yeah, I should. But once I've lived it and once I know, once I have the knowledge of. Knowledge about. Once I have knowledge about that, I'll write about it. Because then it's actually, I believe it will be far more valuable when you actually see what happens, when you actually see what it is, and then you can use that. Because if I just talk about the concepts, I can talk about the concepts till I'm blue in the face, but until there is that example and that evidence and that, like, there's something there for people to hook on to, it's so, it's just Shout so well <laughs> And self-help books don't help people. They can do. Yeah. They can do. I, I can wrote do. in my I wrote in my uh, uh, end of writer's essay a quote from Seth Godin uh, a while mm. back that said it take it doesn't take it, uh, the general gist of it is it doesn't take as long to write a book as it does to work out what you're writing about. Mm. Like a book can take years to write. Not because it takes that long to write the words, but because it takes that long to understand what you're writing about. Mm. And in order to understand what you're writing about, you need to have either lived the experience you're talking about or live, as in whilst you're writing the book, live the experience you're writing about and then write the solution. When you look at the majority of authors, I mean, Jordan Peterson comes to mind about his first book. It took him years to write the first book because he was going through all of that experiences as he was writing it. Uh, and the first draft to the last draft was drastically different. And that's the one that comes to mind. Uh, and it's the same with most other books, I think. The way they should, in my opinion, be written is from experience in that problem, struggle, issue, rather than just writing stuff about, oh, yeah, you can do this and you can do that. It's, so what? Like, give me practical that, help. That is what I was trying to get from the message, from the task blocking thing. And I barely, I didn't get very much of that. I got reasons why it doesn't work, which, I mean, that was kind of the wording of my question, to be fair. Like, that's my, that's my fault. Um, I didn't word the question in the way I wanted it. But, uh, like... I got people telling me it doesn't work and, and what they do instead a little bit. But I, I and I wanted to go further. I'm like, but why? But why? I think one of the few people that did do that is someone who's also in the productivity space. And she also is like neurodiverse and identifies in that. And actually went, here are the things that I do. This is how I retranslate. And I'm like, yeah, that's what I'm looking for. And they're writing an article and I'm happy about that because then I can read that article and then I can get more out of it. Because I understand, I, uh, time blocking emerged. And I noticed that emergence as I was working. I'm like, oh, wait, this is time blocking. But I have a belief that time blocking sucks. Why? And then I realized it's the information that is shared about time blocking. Because it's awful. It's the preconceived notion about what time blocking is clouding mm -hmm. how you then do it. So if to bring this like tangible, if you say I'm going to time block my day, and you put in, I'm going to do this at this time, this at this time, this at this time, this at this time. And then you wake up during the day and you realize you don't want to do any of that. Well, it's useless. Yeah. But if you say to yourself, okay, I need to get these things done. When can I do them? And then you put them in your calendar when you think you can do them. And then you go into the day. You've already, one, prepped in your head that that's the thing you're going to do. And two... It's already there. You, d you don't have to go, right, I'm going to plan my entire day out or my entire week. It, 
you just realize as you go throughout the week, oh, I need to get this done. Uh, when can I do this? I'll do it over there. So if you look at my week, like next week, um, I'm not going to share my calendar because obviously calendar's got stuff important. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm looking at my calendar now and I'm like, the only things that are blocked in are lunch, uh, dinner, <laughs> like obviously the med stuff that I need to take, but everything, obviously meetings, but everything else is just like a blank space. But when I look at my week, like this week, and if I actually untick all of my Morgan tasks, I will know that there is something going on every 15 minutes. Because I, I'm like, I need to do this thing. So I'm going to put it in the calendar so I can get it done. I'm going to, I need to do this thing. So I'm going to put it in the calendar to get it done. And when I'm going on larger projects, mapping things out from a, a bigger scale, it's just an all day event. So I can look very quickly at the top of my calendar and go, what am I meant to be focused on right now? Oh, I'm meant to be focused on the research of this project or the scripting of this project or the writing of that project. I'm loving the all day calendar, all day tasks. Like I, I'm really using that because I'm like, yeah, this did. I, I like, so one of the replies I got was from Brittany uh, Berg, Berger, Berger, I don't know. I'm not even going to try. Um, and what they were explaining is that I'm working on a piece about this. I found time budgeting so much better saying I'll work on this project for two hours today, but those two hours can be any time. And I quite like that reframe of like it's budgeting time versus blocking time um, because that that feels just that little bit more accurate. To me, mm. that's like putting a plaster over over a hole rather than fixing a hole. Oh, yeah. Which I, I understand why people do it. But most people do it, and, and to me, that actually emphasizes the problem we have in the productivity space. Because mm. what you then have is everyone going, oh, it's time, insert their own word, and that means yeah. this to me. Suddenly you have like 50 plasters over a scratch. You're like, what in the world is going on? Then you have to pick off all the plasters yourself and go, right, that's not for me, that's not for me, that's not for me, that's not for me. And then get all the way down to the scratch. Like, oh, yeah, that was easy. I'll just use this and put your own plaster on it. But now you've put your own plaster on it, you then tell other people, oh, this is what I do. And then you have another freaking plaster and then everyone's got to go through that whole big thing again. Why don't you just create a standardized meaning or understanding or an open conversation in the community about how to solve the cut, the problem? That way, when there is a standardized or in a unified definition in some way whether that be an actual written definition or just a list of things to do then everyone can look at it and go okay yeah these things will work for me these things won't work for me rather than so like kind of getting on the actual steps that are done versus the name of the steps and to be yeah. fair i didn't exactly do a good service to what they had put they did explain what they did afterwards, no, but put another the, name the, on it. the steps are the important thing, because when you actually look at the steps, they those are the steps that emerge in, and this may be a bit generalized, but when people figure out how, how they work, whatever they name the thing, they always have the same effing steps in it, because the same steps work. And that's called natural learning processes and everyone seems to avoid nlp i know natural language processing is the thing but natural natural learning processes are what emerge through the environments that's from ed and whatever for whatever reason marketing go oh no that's not natural learning that's insert marketing word basb gtd ppv like 
every every popular buzzword in productivity deep work sod off oh i know i i some people were talking low about low state so we're talking about deep work today and, and I, it makes me giggle to understand that people like from my perspective from my view how do people struggle like like it's not a struggle with deep work is it like i don't struggle getting into something when i get into something it's the bit before getting in. I don't struggle with deep work. It's the bit before. That's what you do struggle. My... You do struggle with deep work because the meaning of deep work changes for each person. So your meaning of deep work is different from their meaning of deep work. Yeah. So if you map what you do to their meaning of deep work, you struggle to work. get into it. And that's the problem. There's no unified yeah. conversation, standardized definition, or whatever you want to call it in the space. Everyone's got their own meanings, which you're never going to change that. But unless there is a unified conversation, either coming from multiple creators at once or coming from a go-to place source document of some kind, natural learning processes, uh, people will always get confused and struggle. Because as, as most people say, there's nothing new in the productivity space. You oh. go back a thousand years, everyone's doing the same thing. It's just a different name. And that's... And that's the problem in my eyes with the outlook of cognitive psychology in the world. I'm, I know I'm mapping a lot of this onto cognitive psychology, but it's because it's just generalized. When people say, oh, this is the new thing. I now have a schema, a chunk that I can map to because it's in my working memory and stored for long-term learning, loads of abbreviations and yeah, but that's what they have in their heads. Like, oh, yeah, I I can remember that now because it is this term and I have understanding about this term. Change context. Now you have a different chunk schema, work memory, long-term memory, insert all of those jargony terms. Don't mean anything because processing has nothing behind it. Um, and change the context. And now everyone I had lost. so much fun with my workshop talking about that. I'm like, so is this a process? Oh, no. No, it's not. Because we don't do things don't come in, it but do something magic with it, and then it comes. Where's the coming out the other side? Because some things don't come out the other side. And something. What's the pro? What's actually happening in the processing? And I mean, even even when you go all the way to the top at the experts, and you say, "What is processing?" They don't have an answer. Hmm. What they'll do is they'll say. Well, there's high order or high processing or high cognitive uh, load or high something. Insert, Top down. Uh, yeah. Insert jargony term. You say, yeah, but what, what is that? Mm. And they all have to go to something like Bayesian statistics and be like, okay, here's a load of probability and a load of numbers and symbols to do with physics that no one really understands or can get hold of. And, and then it always leads to what's called complexity theory or chaos theory uh and where 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 does that come from oh, dynamical systems theory and what what what, what are we struggling oh, yeah. with? what what are we struggling to find the maths to oh yeah fluid dynamics uh where, where's oh. oh yeah that's dynamical systems theory how, how do we map out all of these differences oh yeah we don't in maths because it's really difficult and it's too complex to predict oh wait that's ecological dynamics oh it's so annoying but but the experts don't explain that to the novices at the start. They don't explain that when you go all the way to the end and you come all the way back to the beginning, 
you end up doing ED or you need to rely on elements of ED to explain what's going on in IP. I'm just like, come on, please. I know this is probably going over a lot of people's heads, but rant. It's not going over mine. It, it was really amazing because I was like, right, you know what? Uh, and I think I mentioned this on last week's episode. I'm like, I'm like fuck it. I'm going to start talking about it because it's how I'm figuring stuff out. It's not by putting stuff in a working memory and think like it's none of that is happening right now. I am making it up. Like literally I am making it up as I, as I go along is what it's called in English. It's like, I am just seeing what happens, what happens when I do, when I do things. And that is learning. Yeah. You are learning in an environment that you are constraining and affording yeah. at different points yeah. in time. Yeah. Which is ecological dynamics. Mm. But it could and be so, and, all those other words, but you're choosing to use the language of ED. Yes. And that's that is what I'm I'm doing more and more and more and more. Because and when I did this post, people were like, well, yeah, that makes perfect sense. Like I've never heard it described that way. And I I'm like, yes. And I'm I, I think I'm in the period where I'm still not like I still don't have everything yet. And I don't think I ever will. Like I Everything is too all-encompassing. Yeah. I don't have, like, that much to be at your stage yet, where I'm just thinking... I'm still translating, I think, in a lot of ways. I think is... Yeah, I think interpreting is more appropriate, because when you think about sign language, like BSL as, as an example, a BSL in sign language doesn't map directly to words. Uh, as a practical example, let me think of one very quickly. Uh, what What is my name? Yeah. So what is my name, or what is your name? In in English, is said in BSL. Name is what? It's like backwards. Yes. Yeah. So the question is at the end. So like name is what, and then obviously point to whoever. Uh, so the words are different. So the interpreter doesn't say, okay, this word, then this word, then this word. They have to listen to the sentence. And then sometimes, because of the context, they have to put the subject at the start. So they need to listen to what the person said, then sign to the people that use BSL. And ASL, I would imagine it's very, very similar, probably other sign languages. And I think that's the same with ED. With ED, you're not translating the words because it's not like working memory has a translation in ED. No, it's interpretation. Yeah. Yeah. And it was it was interesting to see the responses from people when they were like, they were instantly like, yeah, that kind of makes sense. I've always felt that this is not quite right. And I'm like, I know, right? Now I know there are misconceptions and I'm really intrigued at what those misconceptions are because then there's you know, more stuff. And and that for me is, is really important. Like as I'm going forward with my work is just talking about it and, and creating that interpretation from what everybody talks about into what it's just... It makes sense. It doesn't need these caveats in the same way as information processing does. There isn't, there isn't like, yeah, but this is kind of different depending on how you look at this. And this is, this is, this is, this is, this is, this. It's like, yeah, these are the affordances that I have. This is the environment that I'm in. These are the constraints that I've done. Up I go. Uh, people do sort of understand what a constraint is. They understand what on affordance is to a, to a varying degrees, obviously. Yeah. And people understand what an environment is, even if right now it's 
people see it as the physical environment when there are that, that's the immediate go-to the immediate yeah, go-to but is, that works. Right, that's my, yeah as, as a starting point i think it's really useful when it when it comes to translating this as a story to be told because obviously in order to get someone adopted into a, a view yeah they they need to be one open or two exposed to the ideas and how it works in practice you were this is my perception of you to start with very skeptical of what it is that I was talking about because you didn't really grasp and understand what I was talking about um and it took a bit of time for you to like not necessarily accept it but practice it go with it I think what it was and what I had it I'm not sure whether skepticism is quite the right like word but it was like yes but like it I, I it made sense and I could see it, but I didn't understand what I was seeing, which mm-hmm. was like, hmm, I, I I need there was a curiosity there. And I and, could see the gap. And for me, the question that I'm tackling at the moment is how how do I explain this stuff to the people that aren't interested? I mean, in the coaching world, skill acquisition, ED has been around for at least 10 to 15 years, and they've been trying to push it into pro clubs. There is one pro club in UK in the UK that has an ED approach that I know of anyway. Um, and that's because Andrew Wilson is doing the PhD program there. And he got there after three years of back and forth, sort of like maneuvering the politics of pro sports. And that's ED that is in skill acquisition, which is where it originally started from because it's perception and action using the visual system. And they're still behind. How in the world do I bring that to a space that it doesn't even really grasp what working memory is because they're still using it as a store of information. And most people that speak about working memory still think short-term memory exists. No, the whole point of creating work, work, working memory, like the theory of it, was to essentially debunk short-term memory. Most people don't realize that. I did not know that. Yeah. Okay. Well, it doesn't matter because you're you're an ED side now, so <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That that's really cool. I did not know that. How fascinating. I mean, I just still find um, people talking about Maslow hilarious. Mm. It, it makes me. It's just like look, you know, look at the triangle that he never fucking created and only and was only created based on. A generalization. I mean, that goes back to primary sources. I think to to bring it back to where we started this with a collaborative vault. Uh, yeah, collaborative vault and obsidian. That's what we started with. Uh, see, this that right there is like the practice in my head. I'm I'm in the environment of the conversation, and I'm not thinking about where this can go elsewhere. Even though there are obviously connections, but that's. In my head, like there's the system and then I can go to the environment. I'll bring that in. Now it's here. So I don't really forget anything. And like the the start of this conversation is just one dot, one node in the system, one part uh, in the system. I've just made connections to as we go through. Hence, I can come back to it because I've already been I've been referencing it in my head a few times as we go through the conversation. So bringing all the way back to the collaborative vault, I have the environment for myself, but I want to expose the environment of myself to other people's perspectives, which means 
either bringing in outside sources or working with someone else. Working with someone else brings in another part to the system, i.e. the vault person in the vault, which also brings in their system. So we now essentially have two systems making another system, which is obviously dynamical systems theory. Uh, but it means that I can use your stuff. You can use my stuff at the same time. And we're doing it through ED. If it was IP, it would be, oh no, you have your you have your stuff. I have my stuff. They're different. And then I learn your stuff and put it into my stuff. But I can't just learn your stuff because it continues. So I'd have to go in, learn your stuff, then go in and learn your stuff and do that every time you make a change. I am not going into every single freaking change you make in Obsidian. That's stupid. I'm definitely not doing that with you. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> it would be a full-time job. Yeah. Yeah, it would. Yeah, it would. Um, but yeah, so I, I think that's a nice way to sort of close out my thoughts on that. Yeah, and and I, and a really good example was that was when I started writing a little bit about like what's happening with AI in the business world, and I was doing some. I had some questions that were I was asked. I as I was writing my thoughts, I remembered your uh, remembered. I remembered your article around that, and it was like, oh yeah. That information emerged for me and reminded me that I could look back, reminded me that I could look back. I'm going to keep using it as a translation, but it then it, that it, idea emerged. Reminded is a term. There, there's no like definition of remind, reminded. It's the interpretation of what it means inside of memory, the idea of memory. Because in ED, there is the idea, the concept of memory. Memory can't not exist. But inside of IP, memory is a store. Inside of ED, memory is a collection of experiences throughout time. Not something that is, like, can't sort of pick it up and move it. Yeah. If you, if you pick up the part of the brain, the hippocampus, pick it out and move it, yes, you've moved the store, but you've also drastically changed the environment. Yeah. Yeah, and so for me, it remind I, it reminded me of your article of the things that you did because I was like, what are the practical uses of of ChatGPT? I'm like, oh, I remember him writing a little bit about that. So I was like, let me go in there, find the resources, look at them, see what's there, and then take what fits me and combine the. And that to me is interesting because you've attuned your attention of that article to something you're focused on. Mm. I'm going to guess. You know, I mentioned the quote about Seth Godin thing earlier. Yeah, do. Yeah, you, Exactly. But you but you read through it, but you didn't attune your attention yeah. to that quote because that wasn't your focus at that point in time, which mm. is why when people say, how many books have you read? Um, I haven't read any more than the 15 I've owned for the last like six years because I read them again and then I attune my focus to something else that's different mm. and because I, I have a different perspective. So there's no reason for me to buy a new book or read a new book unless I want to look at something drastically different hence sourcing researches um etc etc so yes i read stuff but i don't tend to read like book after book after book because you just it doesn't work ip doesn't work you can't just read a book and remember it no you maybe remember one or two things from the book and that's why like short form yeah it's a great app but to actually understand what short form is talking about you need to read the information and then i know i i i I just find it so hard that those those apps. I'm like, why? Why would I take out every but bit of nuance? It's built on the assumption of IP. 
it's built on the assumption you read a book and then you remember the highlighted points. That's how learning works. You have a highlighted point, but, but that's the assumption. And the thing is all the tools or the majority of the tools that are like that are built on the assumption that you have a working memory because it's just widely accepted that that's how learning works. Mm. And then mm. people say that tool doesn't work for me. That tool doesn't work for me. Of course it doesn't. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, yeah, I, I, I tried those tools, but they didn't work for me. I wonder why. <laughs> yeah. And, and that's something that I've been looking at. Like, so I started reading, can't remember the book. It's not in my, it's not in my uh, thing yet because I'm still reading it. Um, I haven't just done it. I've been reading it over the I, I said this at work yesterday. Uh, if if I don't need to remember the name of someone or the name of something, I won't. I'm like, exactly. It, like if it's not important, I don't care. It might sound harsh. If I don't remember your name, you haven't cared enough to me to remember it. That yes, that could sound very harsh, but it's true. Sorry. <laughs> oh well, not sorry. Actually, this is this is this is interesting. Uh, like um, I've been socializing with people around certain things but i never ask their name and that is a socially like not a good thing to do and i don't give people my name either and people have to ask me my name for me to give it to them i'm not interested <laughs> names don't they're just they're just things they're labels like we're here playing a game and it's fun and, and I've had people say, oh, what, what, who's that? Who's that? Who are you talking to? Who's that you're talking to? Who's this? And I'm like, I don't really know. We play d and I don't know. We play this. I don't know. We do that. <laughs> like the uh, the doing is what I'm interested in. Not because I don't care about them. I don't that I don't have that myself. But it's because mm. I'm more interested in what's happening. Care is a hard word to use. That's why I was like within like boundaries, depending on how obviously you're interpreting the word care. But I, I'm the same. Like the the people's names that I remember are articles that I've reread multiple times or that I've had to go back to. I'm like, oh yeah, that person said something. Who was that person again? So when people say, wow, you have a really good memory for sources, it's not because I read it once. It's because I read it multiple times, went backwards and forwards and then forgot what yeah. the name was or forgot what the reference was or I had to search for it in some way. I'm like, what can I search for this that will bring it up quickly? Oh, that person, like... Coton Gilbert. Yep, that's a paper that I've gone back to so many times. How do I remember the date? Because I have multiple papers from Coton Gilbert, so I need to remember which one's which. It's it's yeah. not it's not because I want to remember the date that it was published and the people to look smart. No, it's just when I'm searching for it, it's easier if I know what I'm searching for. <laughs> I care. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, and Thomas Frank made a video about like remembering names. Oh, you can do this and do that and. Oh. I am not putting your name on a flashcard so I can remember you. Sorry. <laughs> it's not happening. And I mean, that's the whole thing with habits, if I'm honest. I'm the same with habits. I'm just, just like, why would I want to create a habit to press a button? Or why would I want to cre create a habit to do this thing or do that thing? Why would I want to do that? That's not what I'm interested in doing. If I want a habit for something, it's got to have multiple uses. If I want to do something, it needs to be more than just one thing. Otherwise, I'm only training myself to do one thing, which is why would I invest that much energy, that much time, that much effort? Because it requires a lot of effort. Why? Why? Why would I bother? If you want something enough, you'll do it. Okay, fine. Then I don't want anything enough. Then. <laughs>
<laughs> I got nothing more to add. <laughs> cool. Awesome. Um, right, what's the time? 25 past 11. Look at that. Time flies oh, when you're having fun, doesn't it? Oh, yes. Uh, right, we'll close it out there. I'm sure we'll have a l- little bit of a conversation off stream. But yeah, so everyone... Ah, sorry. <laughs> Everyone have yeah. a have a good uh, weekend and we'll see you guys well sort of see you guys next week. See you guys. Hear you guys. Watch you guys. Bye. Talk to you guys next week. Talk to you. Bye. <laughs>